welcome back to the Mate How Good Was podcast. It's been a it's been a long time, a long, long time coming. I don't know. The last time we recorded something was the end of April. So for for all of your patience for waiting with us, thank you. Um, I know it's been way longer than our, our millions of fans would have wanted it to be, but we are officially back. We are officially back, and I'm going to say we're officially better, which might be a bit harsh, but I don't actually think it is that harsh when I explain the situation. So. Uh, me. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm obviously still here. Uh, Lewis actually isn't here at the moment. Now, nothing's wrong with him. He's not dead or anything. Um, he's just a very, very busy man. He's got a lot of marathon training and things going on at the moment. So he can't come and join us every podcast. He will still be here. He'll still be doing podcasts, but he's just going to dip in and out. He's not going to be here every single one. So Lewis, we love you and we will miss you, but we won't miss you because you will be here sometime. So I'm not going to worry about it anymore. So we have got we have got a stand-in. We've got uh, 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 someone else who's joining the Mate How Good Was team. The key man in 30-year-old FC, um, arguably the best pro club side on the new FIFA. The little peanut himself. Dono, how you doing, Dono, mate? You all right? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Um, what were you more, more nervous for? First time you brought a girl back to your house or doing this podcast for the first time? Um, probably doing this podcast for the first time. Um, <laughs> Let's hope my podcasting is better than my shagging. <laughs> not brought many girls back, is that what you're trying to say? Oh, I prefer not to comment. Yeah, yeah, no, com- no comments are safe for option. Right, Dono, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who do you support? Do you think football used to be better? Um, who's your favourite player? Whatever, I don't know. Used to be better than what? Used to be better than just it is used now. to be better. Yeah, just used to uh, be better. <laughs> Bit confident, first go. Used to be better than what sorry. it is now. That's all right, mate. This is actually my fifth go. Um, <laughs> is it better than it? Yeah, I think it is better now. Um, it's definitely more entertaining. I remember watching football when I was a kid and it was just oh, lump ball all the time. You could never really get into it. So you I always found myself watching, well, always found yourself watching like the, the bigger teams on TV as opposed to a lot of the smaller teams. But yeah. Um, no, I definitely prefer it now. Definitely prefer it as a Villa fan right now. <laughs> so um, you, you know the whole point of this podcast is to look at the nostalgia of football when things used to be better. So, <laughs> so, so, so. Good. Oh, there was an there was an actually there was a correct answer for that then. So I should have actually said no. I preferred it yeah. when Villa was shit and when I didn't have Sky yeah. TV. Um, yeah, or a fire stick. Um, yeah, yeah. And you didn't actually watch yeah. that much football and it was better even though you had no idea if they were good or not because you couldn't tell by yep. how good they were based on their FIFA card. Yeah. I'm yeah. real times, man. Ha- Mate, how good was the 90s? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm real. Yeah, yeah. yeah quality. Oh, unreal, no man. internet, I love eh? that. Oh, when fresh, I was yeah. four. Oh, beautiful football. Oh, um, <laughs> right. Sorry, I didn't, so, ask your, I didn't ask you a question, did I? <laughs> no, um, the other thing you said about you're a Villa fan, because you sort of kind of mentioned it there, didn't mention it there, Villa fan. Happy at the moment, I bet? Delighted. Not as, no, I was a lot happier before um, yesterday when we got beat by Forrest, but yeah, overall, fucking buzzing, man. Every every game we go into, I just feel like we're going to win. So confident. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to the first time in my, li- in my life as a Villa fan, like, for playing the, like the likes of uh, Man City and Arsenal because I feel like we'll, we'll probably get turned over those times when we play them because we're playing them next month. <laughs> but I feel like, like we can actually finally actually get results. Yeah. Um, 
I think what the reality will be under Emery is we beat all the teams in and around us and we just get fucking turned over by the big sides. But the jury's out still, I reckon. The yeah. jury's not out. What the fuck am I on about? Um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> you fucking hell. Got you. You're excited. Better than, is this better than the Martin O'Neill era or not? 1,000% better than the Martin O'Neill era. Ooh. Ma- Ma- Martin O'Neill's football was counter-attacking. We had really exciting players, but it was like... Did you ever play clubs when it was like FIFA 2009, I think it was, or FIFA 2010? And you could like... There was like a glitch where you could hack it so that you could have the because you could only play as like specific teams yeah so we you'd go in there and you'd like transfer all the players out so that you have yeah. the best team basically you wanted the big man up top and the quick wingers that was yeah. mine and nil it was john yeah. carew up top and then it was ashley young gabby von lahore stuart down and those kinds of players just in and yeah. around counter-attacking football it was sick but nah you know emory boys just Emery Ball where John, John McGinn just puts his fat ass in the mid- in between everything and then mate, just calls oh, rifles. Mate, how good is John McGinn? Mate, how good is John McGinn? Good do you question. When, do you remember when we got promoted and it was <clears throat> it was a Sun article it was like Man United linked with £50 million move for John McGinn you absolutely laughed your head off at the thought of it. Yeah, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Well, well, well. Yeah, I'd take him in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk, I'm, we'll, I'm sure we're going to talk about that again a bit later. So, just to just to give you a bit more of an idea of what we're going to do in today's podcast as well. We did something called a mailbag, which is basically where we open up our DMs, open up our messages to anyone who has any questions for us to send them in. So thank you to everyone who's got in contact. We're going to sort of fire away and go through all of your questions now. So Donna, I'm going to start with what I'm going to say is very relevant to the week in football as a question um, to you. I'm going to word what the person asked me and then I'm going to word what I think they're trying to get at. Uh, the qu- first question comes from Bennett, which is, "Why is Arteta a little bitch? Why is Arteta hmm. a little bitch? And what, what, how, what, how do you see how he acted this this weekend? He, he just, he does my head in, mate. I don't. I, it's hard, isn't it? Like you, I don't see him as like one of these elite managers that can can like go about just talking absolute shit all the time." Yeah. contradicts himself constantly but it doesn't for me doesn't really back it up um, I know there'll be plenty of Arsenal fans that disagree with that but nah I just I just think it's all like smoke and mirrors I think yeah. he's found himself in a sticky situation this week because obviously the whole David Raya um, Aaron Ramsdale situation I think he's feeling the pressure from that a little bit and he's kind of deflecting from it and the performance by going at the officials um yeah yeah the the, the celebrating is is bad the yeah. way he talks in the media just winds me up it's just it's yeah. like an accumulation of everything isn't it? who's a bigger dickhead him or Klopp in your eyes him, him for me oh okay I think okay I don't pay too much attention to Klopp stuff I think I get I, I think it's kind of similar to like what Fergie did I don't think it's necessarily like whinging I think it's just deflecting away from the team more yeah. than anything yeah um, and he doesn't believe the stuff Arteta he says is a, nah yeah I think Arteta is a bit more ego driven yeah I agree I feel like I think one of the things I feel like from Arteta is that he is 
when you mentioned the celebrating thing, I feel like he's so emotional. The amount he puts into everything, like even when you look at the how they reacted after the League Cup and all of that type of like the League that not the the Charity Shield, sorry. The the amount of like yeah like fucking how up for it he felt afterwards. I was a bit like, mate, it's August. This is a glorified friendly <laughs> in August, and I feel like you yeah. you listen to loads of people say about don't get too high and don't get too low. I think he's putting too much into it. I feel like he's too emotionally inve- not not too emotionally invested in, in the sense of um, you have to have a level of passion for something you do when you're a top class manager. But I don't I. Like like you said about Klopp deflecting, when Fergie deflects some things, it wasn't like a this. It wasn't like this. It didn't feel like this. When Pep deflects from things, it doesn't feel like this. This feels like he's putting absolutely everything into it, and it, it's just too much. Like it's it's too much. The the, the I think the thing that's the big the biggest amount of bollocks for it as well is I don't think I don't think it's a foul. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. And I think the the narrative of oh yeah, but there are three things that could have been wrong. Right, well, no one has any idea what the offside rule is, and I don't think it's offside. From what I, from how I see it, the ball's in place. That's two out of the three of them, and the foul is soft at best. Like it's, it's not, never a foul. No, I don't, it's not I don't a foul anywhere on the pitch. It's it's not a foul. It's definitely not a penalty. No, nah. the way Gabriel's positioned himself, you can tell he's trying to get under the ball to yeah. like flick it back. Or yeah, but then he puts himself in a vulnerable position because he looks like he's falling forward anyway. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you can. He can put his hands. On, it's hard, isn't it? It's how you interpret it. Like he puts his hands on him, but I don't think he pushes him. I don't think he's like. There's no force in that. Nah, me neither. And I think the and you see if it was like, sorry, go on. You see way worse at corners as well. Like for example, yeah. people like touch like pulling each other, pushing each other from corners when the yeah. ball's in play as well. So if you're gonna give stuff for uh, like a tiny little touch on the back in a goal scoring opportunity. I does yeah, I just don't I just don't think it's a foul at all. Yeah, me neither. And I th- I think that if I think the the level of outcry needs to like I don't again, I don't agree I, I think this whole statement thing is so it feels so self entitled. It feels like it was the fact that a month ago he was like, we need to yeah, trust our referees and a month yeah. later he's like, we want to do it for gun out. Shut up, mate. But it's more the it's not it's not a hundred percent incorrect decision that they put a statement no. out for. Like the Liverpool goal at Tottenham is 100% an incorrect decision. And I, even then, I don't really agree with the, the, the statement. And the PGMOL po- apologising means absolutely nothing. But no. the the fact that they felt that they've had to release a statement because of what is 50% of people think is a foul, 50% of people don't. Do you know what I mean? I, most people I spoke to think it isn't. But then I've seen read a lot of stuff online, people say it is. So I haven't seen the statement. So is the statement just confirming exactly what he said? That's the stand of Arteta in when he said that it was a disgrace and it was embarrassing. He also said he also said Arsenal are, are basically saying Arsenal are committing to help um, referees to become world class or something like that to up their level. And how do they plan on like, doing that? Fucking <laughs> exactly. What are they doing? Referee is he going to go through the warm up with the? Yeah, <laughs> is he going to go through the warm up with the officials at the start of the game? <laughs> it's um it's fucking it's yeah it's shocking and i i just think he's i think he's like n- the, the saying never get too high never get too low is like uh, look i don't yeah. want to turn into jay Gun- i don't want to turn into jay gumfries but you know what i mean like as in i think that thing holds a lot of bearing and deflection tactics are different this is like he's actually lost his head 
Like, he's yeah. properly seen the red mist and he can't control it. Mate, the interview had me proper laughing. I was watching it um, in bed in the evening and I was just cracking up at it. I just thought, watching this, thinking, he can't, he can't control himself. His emotions are just like, they're taking control of him in that moment. And I think the club felt maybe that they had to back him in that situation because he's going to get fined for it. I don't know if he's already been fined. But surely he's going to get fined unless it's a, the club are releasing the statement in sort of like solidarity with him, so that he doesn't get like a ban because that's what they're concerned about. Maybe the PGM will take it a bit more seriously. He has to. He, I case. mean, he, he the he he has to get fined. He can't not get fined. I don't think he, he can't come out and say that and not get fined. Not that I agree with no. that because because this is a completely different thing but the policing of the FA and the way they react to things I think it's almost as if like, I think didn't Gary O'Neill get fined last week for his comments about how poor the referee was and it's like you shouldn't fine him for that because he's not gone he's not personally attacked and gone oh he's a prick or he's a dickhead or something or obviously he's not going to say on daytime TV anyway but he's addressing the fact that the refereeing standard is really poor which it was and it cost the team his goal because it was a it was a referee's mistake which it was so if that if they're going to act like that for someone like Gary O'Neill but it wouldn't surprise you if they bottled it because it's Arteta and it's Arsenal, would you? Nah. Gary O'Neill has a lot more of a right to be upset about um, refereeing decisions than Mikhail Arteta does. I, I think you'll find they'll they'll have a lot more decisions go their way than they will against them this season. Yeah, he's had a horror week, hasn't he? he he's had, a, he's had the, a horror week. Have you week. seen the penalty? <laughs> it's, it's so funny because... <laughs> He's had an absolute. He's had an absolute stink of the week before, and they've gone right. That's not happening again. Week later, the exact same thing happens, Mate. and he gets fucking stitched again. I do feel for him. Yeah, same. I also think he's class as well. I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a bit like um, old school in his in his mantra. I thought he'd be like get the team together. Don't really focus. Like uh, I thought he'd be like a, a Tim Sherwood mold, but he's not at all. Feels like he's got a proper problem right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could you next Remy Guard? What a manager! Right, that that's going to drag me on to my next question, which is which actually flows really good into uh, is Anana better than David Raya? I've got an answer for this straight away, but what do you think? <laughs> better, yeah. Is he better? Too too soon for me. I think I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really watch. I didn't really watch a lot of Inter in the Champions League last season because I couldn't really say. Um, I remember seeing him for Ajax like ages ago and thinking he was a bit ropey then. Obviously, that was like that must have been years ago now. Um, David Raya has never stood out for me though as like a top keeper. Even when he was at Brentford, I remember there was a lot of talk of him going to um, Spurs at the end of the season, and that seemed like nailed on. I was thinking, yeah, that's definitely an improvement on Loris, who's. Not even a top ten goalkeeper for me, um, but like he was never linked with a with a top. I say Tottenham's not a top move. It's not a top move at the time, is it? Really? Um, so no, nah, I don't think I don't think David Raya's a top keeper. So is he better? Maybe. You think he is, obviously. Do you, do you, do you want to get those splinters out of your ass? Sat yeah, so much know, on the fence. Mate. Just pick, I, right, I if, think that I think they're the same. Right, Villa can have one for a I year. I think there's nothing in them. Villa can have one for next year. Emmy goes, and you can have one on loan for a year. Who would you have? David Raya. So, so that then answer to your question, David Raya is better than Anana. At this, that's what you think, because I, th- I think David Raya would suit Villa more than um, Onana would. 
I, and it's Spanish. I think that. I think that. <laughs> so we go. Yeah, but Anana speaks fluent Spanish. He went. To, he did like a. He was in Barca's academy, wasn't he? He's. I've seen him do interviews was in he? Spanish. Yeah, I speak Spanish. All right, that's irrelevant anyway. Mentioned. But no, I think I'd, I'd rather have David Raya personally. Yeah, fair enough. I also speak Spanish, just in case I haven't mentioned that again. Um, just to add another string to my bow. I think that... Mm, yeah, I did a 35-day uh, streak as well <laughs> on Spanish on uh, Duolingo, which um, I'm excited to, to pick back up soon. <laughs> Thanks. I, I can't wait to hear about how you get on that um, <laughs> next week. Um, anyway, is another better than right? I think, I think that... You know when... Remember when De Gea signed and he made that save against... He made that, he made that penalty save against Arsenal... Pretty in eight two, he was he was dog shit before that. He made that, and then he was all right for a bit, and then he made an unbelievable save against Chelsea. It's a free kick against Chelsea. Juan Mata took it, and then from then he just went on. He just kicked on, obviously until he, his form dropped to the end. I feel like that Copenhagen thing is what is has come has the the penalty save for Copenhagen has come at a really good time for Anana. I think he's obviously had he's been over the course of the first or prior, prior to Copenhagen he has been poor. Like there's no there's no getting around that he has been poor. Um, the goal against Galatasaray, the goal against Bayern Munich, like there was a the, the little jump backwards. I think it was against Palace or Forest. I can't remember, but he, I still think there's a really good goalie in there. I don't think he's a top goalie, and I don't think he ever will be a top no. goalie. But I think he has a good goalie in there, and I think that good goalie is starting to come out. Like the save against the save against City last week. I know we lost three 0 the save against City last week was a joke, like um, like quality, and I like I, that's that's looking for like a real, a real we small about the positive. One what was where it? he comes back yeah. across the goal? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Do you think it was? <sighs> I don't know if it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I think it's, he's made. <laughs> he makes it look very good. It's a good nah, save. If you if you saw that ball across the Harland a hundred times, you'd think ninety nine times it's going in the back of the net. It's quite central though when he heads it. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, anyway. Do I, do I think he's? Do I think he's better than Raya? Uh, I think. I think as a goalkeeper, yes, he is. I do think he is because I think as well that the last year he was in the team of the year for the for the Champions League, made the most saves, highest number of clean sheets, and that inter side is that inter side was was good, but it's not amazing. He's mm. his distribute his distribution is his distribution is obviously very good. But I, but do I don't think either of them are great. I don't think either of them are great. If I'm being no. honest, I think both of them are good goalkeepers, and I think that. So that's just to pick up on because well, obviously we'll talk about right. I think Ramsdale's better. I think Ramsdale's better than Raya. I think Arteta's. Yeah. I think Arteta's absolutely fucked this by pick, putting Raya in. I think Ramsdale's better. Yeah, he's. he's I don't. I don't know what he's thinking. He, sh- he should have given him like he should have given Raya way more time, in the cups yeah. maybe. Prior to bringing him straight into the prem, like, yeah, yeah, he's he's made a rod for his own back, and he it's kind of the pressure's yeah. mounting on him now. He's had a few bad results, made a few big mistakes, and it's like he's he's he either stick with him or bring Ramsdale back in. If he brings Ramsdale back in, it's hard because he spent so much money on him. You kind of got to justify yeah. how how you're going to spend all that money on a goalkeeper. He's going to be sat on the bench. Well, he is on. only on loan. Rise only on loan. Then bought right. Is it obligation He's to buy with... what? Uh, Is it an obligation or an option? I, sp- I, sp- I, sp- I would imagine it was an obligation because it's financial fair play reasons. It's on loan, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I suppose. But like, 
what would they let's say because the obligation is 30 million how much would you pay for Ramsdale now I think you pay more than 30 million for Ramsdale how much do you pay for Ramsdale went to Chelsea I think uh, <laughs> a fucking lot. Um, fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't do that but again. That's that's that that's that kind of backs up what I'm going to say in a minute. But he'll okay, go to. Go I on. think I think Ramsdale goes to Chelsea. I think Ramsdale. I, I it wouldn't surprise me if Ramsdale went to Chelsea, and they paid forty-five, fifty million for him. Is he better than? Is he better than Sanchez? Yeah, yeah Sanchez is, is crap. Sanchez is crap. I think. How much do they pay for Sanchez? What is, 35, I think 30, 35. Brian's second choice keeper, by the way, behind Jason Steele. <laughs> mate, Jason Steele's got to be glo- one of the con- gloves of the century. For me, for ages, I've been thinking he was Luke Steele. I was like, fucking hell, how's he still going? <laughs> <laughs> him, him, Jamie Pigeon. Um, what, was the, what, would you, what was the name of that cult keeper who was at Chelsea for it? Ross Turnbull. Do you remember him? <laughs> I um I went I, I went to Swin- I went to Swindon someone, I can't remember who Ross Turnbull was in pole. And I just spent the whole game being like, skinny, skinny, he's fucking massive. And he turned around and gave me a thumbs up and I was this big fat bastard eating a burger like skinny three times the size of him. Mate, that's um, probably the only time it's ever been chatting at that him. <laughs> um the on the thing as well, back to it as well. Like I think, I don't think there's any no, no team, no manager, no anyone should have any issue with someone coming in to replace any player. Like it shouldn't be an issue, including goalkeeper. But the the issue is how Arteta's handled it, and this is part of the answer is why is Arteta such a little bitch? Why didn't he just come out and say right, he's my number one? Why did he do it? Because he gave Ramsdale four or five games for switching him, which was weird. And then the other thing is. I think you've got to put the level of the the level of the disruption. I feel like Ramsdale's a good character around the around the place. So he looks like he is anyway. The level of gains versus the level of disruption. If he was taken out, if Ramsdale was getting taken out for Allison, then it's worth it a hundred percent because Allison yeah. is or a keeper of Allison's ilk is worth it a hundred percent. But like I said, I don't think Raya's better. But if Raya is better at certain things, the gains are marginal. It feels like it's such a big distraction and disruption. And it's going to affect our riot plays. And when Ramsdale does come back in, or when he plays cup games and stuff, like the, it's going to sound weird, but when Ramsdale plays like cup games and stuff, there must there be a small part of Arteta thinking, "Don't have a blinder," because if he goes and he's Do you fucking think? unbelievable, but I think so. If because if Ramsdale goes and nah, he's unbelievable, just, he's you like, can just spin Shit. it as like, nah, because he'll just spin it as oh, great management from me bringing in another goalkeeper to make him compete and be a better number one as himself, like. I don't, I don't see how how else he could have handled it. Really, if you're going to sign another goalkeeper like that, you can't come out and say he's going to be a number one because then straight away the pressure's on him to be better than Ramsdale. You bring yeah. him in and not say anything. Straight away, everyone's going to go, "Oh, he's dropped Ramsdale." Anything that every, anything that the rider does is under the under the microscope. Yeah, I, I don't see how you handle it without just selling him in the same window. Yeah, and uh, well, the why didn't he? Why, why didn't he sell him? <laughs> yeah. And that—that—that's—that's. That, that's he, he obviously it's... wants two keepers, doesn't he? Like two top keepers to compete on a few different fronts. I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I, I don't where, think he trusts where has that Ramsdale ever worked? Where has that ever worked? Where, what, like, when, when has that ever been a thing that's worked? Like, Diego Lopez came in. At, this is fucking like an old one, but Diego Lopez came into Real Madrid when he was doing really well at Villarreal. Casillas was out. 
Like that, like everyone was like, "Why the fuck have they bought him?" And then he just, and then it was Mourinho just bombed Casillas. Chelsea bought Kepa, wanting to start him, and then bought Edward Mendy, who they wanted to start as well. Both of them are now gone. So, you know, I, I don't think that th- those situations never work. I don't think I can think of a great side in history and go, "Wow, I would really struggle to think who their who their starting keeper was." How old is David Wright? He's quite young, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> On the spot, I don't know. Twenty. <laughs> Yeah, 25, 26. I'll Google it now. Um, I'll, I'll Google how old Ramsdale is. I'm convinced Ramsdale's 24, 25. Yeah, Ramsdale's 25. David Ryan's 28. He's older. He's mm. older. So, okay. like, there's gains of, gains are marginal. Right. Anyway, right, enough about Arsenal. This isn't an Arsenal podcast. We got rid of Lewis because I was bored of his shit in his Arsenal chat. <laughs> so. Let's He's going to be seasoned to... listening to this. He's like, oh my God, so much Arsenal was being spoken about. I'm not even on it. Yeah, good. Well, hopefully that gets him back on it as well. Mate, imagine me, you and him together, the trifecta. It'd be like Ronaldo, Messi <sighs> and Suarez. <laughs> you could be whichever one you want to be out of them. <laughs> Ronaldo, Messi and Suarez. Yeah, it'd be like Ronaldo, Messi and, um, and Danny Drinkwater. Just in behind. It's going to be unreal. Um, right, next question. So Sean sent this in to me. Hi, Sean. Sean is Sean always contributes. Shout out to you, Sean. Um, opinions. What are your opinions on sharing grounds like they do in Italy? Just a general okay. one first. If Man United what and Man City opinions? shared a ground, how would you feel about that? I hate it. Not that I ever go anyway, but I hate it. But like when you go to a game, like the match day experience, yeah. you walk up to the ground, you've yeah. got the colours everywhere. You yeah. go into the shop, it's just your yeah. club. I've never been on a stadium tour of Villa, but if you go around a stadium tour, it's just it's just the club. Every everything is yeah like a villa, everything's claret and blue. If that was like if they shared it with blues, it would be so it, uh, nah, it's just no idea. I feel like it's just it's just a building then where your team plays, as yeah. opposed to your club's ground. Yeah. So I've been to I've been to I've been to the San Siro twice. I've been to San Siro to see AC and Inter, and they actually do all of that. Like they change all of the stuff around it. So like when well, I don't know if it's the, the same thing up. now. I, nah, they can nah, because the colours aren't in there. The colours aren't. There's no like if you if you look at the if you look at the San Siro, I can't remember what this is. Orange and green at two points, and then two other colours. But when you go in, it's just like pretty bare. So there's nothing that's like. There's no, there's nothing that's like right. This is our club, but like the club shop and stuff like that are all on the outside in like, um, like pop up, not pop up things, but like you know those like, uh, I'm trying to think what what like what it is, you know like the, um, you know like when you go for a piss outside of football grounds and they've got those things where all the urinals are, the big plastic like they're like almost like caravan type things. They've got those yeah. selling shirts and all the stuff for the for the for the club. So there's nothing that specifically designates it to either club in there, um, but I'm so you with think you. It's I think it's okay sure. as long as they've got as long as they've got caravans outside selling the merch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I still think it's weird. I still think it's a bit shit. But what would you? All right, let me rephrase that question. Would you take Would you take Villa sharing the ground with City with Birmingham if it meant that you won the league? Like you had to share a ground with them for fifty years, for twenty years. What's the ground? To win Is the, the ground St Andrews or Villa Park? New ground. It's called Saint, New it's ground. called St Villas. It's called Villa Andrews. 
um, winning the league. Yeah, obviously. In 20 years, but I thought it was a new Naya Trust. Sorry, you cut out. Say that again. I said I thought it was in Unai I trust. Oh yeah, but still, like if you could, if you could give it to give it to you on a plate, but you have to share a ground with them, then yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What about you? And if you, you and if let's, I, I'm gonna, I'm, um, I don't think, yeah, I. <sighs> depends. It depends because obviously the fact there's. There's pros and cons. So if we shared old, if we started sharing Old Trafford, obviously the standard of Man City's performance would drop massively because it's a little bit old and um, <laughs> and there's holes in the roof. So they'd be really shit. So that'd probably be quite nice. But in reality, nah, I still don't think I would. I still don't think I would. I just, I think it's I, I I think it's a cultural thing as well. I think it's so embedded in like Italian culture that people like that people do that that it just is what it is. Like, does I, sharing I mean, a ground have a massive impact on um does it have a massive impact on financial fair play i'd want to know like obviously yeah no it wouldn't know what am i on about of course it wouldn't because match day revenue would, would make a difference no it's the same but obviously you pay but it depends on what you pay towards the ground in terms of maintenance on the ground and stuff like that so like if, yeah. if in the if in the fans went and smashed up the ground would both clubs have to pay for it or would it just be inter i don't know some bloke is a vid- um, We need to get we need to get someone from Serie A on. We need to get someone from Milan on to to answer that question. There's a there's a video as well. There's in the fans. This is years ago. In the fans, someone stuck in. It's called like the Holy Vesper. Someone brought a Vesper into the ground and chucked it at someone. <laughs> the Holy Vesper. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Imagine being like, oh, what should I bring to the ground today? Uh, wallet. Yeah. Keys. Yeah. Phone. Yeah. Spare moped so I can lob it at someone. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just what I needed. That's like- we got that at Villa. It's the holy cabbage. <laughs> what? Oh, because of Steve Bruce. Yeah, well, mate. What was making? You think, how did you even get a cabbage into the ground? A cabbage. Was like, what? You, yeah. How have you not asked? How did you get a vesper into the ground? How do you ask how to get a cabbage in? <laughs> how do you throw a vesper? Ah, uh, it's like dropped. It's like on a higher tier, and they drop it down. Mate, that is that's so bad. Yeah. Um, so, in answer to your question, opinions on sharing ground, I think, is a cultural thing. I think it's so embedded in Italian culture that it's not weird. But for it to now be introduced, I think here is weird, and I don't like it, and I wouldn't do it, even if it meant like loads more tickets are available and it was much bigger and we were better. I still wouldn't like it. Um, no, that's not for me. No, agreed. Right. Uh, next one is uh, your opinions. This is this is coming from this is coming from me bringing this up to someone else, right? Your opinions on speed being at the Ballon d'Or oh, and like the Receba guy so bad. being at the Ballon d'Or. It's so bad. Fucking shambles, seen, isn't it? I've seen the reaction to Messi winning the Ballon d'Or is so embarrassing. Like when he when he obviously when he gets announced, oh, it's just acting in it. It's, oh, it makes me cringe so much. As yeah, soon as he's as like fuck. reacted. There's a guy like right away gets his phone out and it's already recording. He's like he's like recording him, his reaction. And I was thinking, yeah. one, I don't recognise who the guy is he sat next to. I was thinking, who invited him? But who invited <laughs> Speed? Yeah. Who's invited? It's shambles, isn't it? How's he getting it's an invite? Sh- what, who's it for? And maybe that's maybe it's just us being old, but I feel like it's it's just for a younger generation, isn't it? I feel like the Ballon d'Or is tailored towards a younger generation, though. 
feel like a Ballon d'Or is tailored towards is a more it? worldwide audience. I think it's tailored towards a more worldwide audience 100% now. Yeah. Because, like, in America, the MVP is a massive thing. Right? And, that's a, and that's a 250 million people, 230, 250 million person market that are starting to take an interest in football. So they're going, oh, look, there's fucking Suey bloke and there's oh this guy's the MVP for the whole entire world for a year I, I, I don't know I've, it's, yeah it's fucking shambles I also think have as well seen... the... go on go on go on no no go on no. so I, I was saying I feel like the, the Battle Door <laughs> is like prestigious like it's a prestigious thing isn't it it, should, it shouldn't just be like no yeah. I thought it was Ronaldo no mate <laughs> like why are you here <laughs> like, do you, like, it, like it is like like I don't know whether are we turning into your old da? Are we your old da's now? But like oh, it's man. like it's just fucking lame. It's just terrible. I think I think he is funny. Like I I see like when I watched him, I watched like clips of him doing like um, soccer. Was it soccer? Aid? No, he did that like charity yeah, yeah, yeah. football thing. The, the charity oh, side thing. So funny when he scores and then it's offside and he's doing full on <laughs> celebration. I was cracking up, but. At the Ballon d'Or, come on, man! Have you seen him? Yeah. Have you seen the backstage stuff? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, where, he's, where he goes up to God. Djokovic. That's who he plays for, doesn't he? I haven't seen that. He goes up to. Um, he goes up to what's the Napoli winger from Georgia? What's his name? I can't pronounce his name. Oh, Kvaratskhelia. He doesn't know what his name is. He's calling him like Kavardog or something like that, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you don't know my name. And it's mate, it's the honestly, it's like David Brent. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. I'd, and then he's like but going around asking people for like photographs. He goes up to Ruben Diaz and he's like, I'm from Portugal. And Ruben Diaz is like, Oh, yeah, whereabouts in Portugal are you from? And he's like, You could tell Ruben Diaz is just like not having it. He's just like, Shut yeah. up, mate. Yeah, that's and, and if he's like, if he goes to, I understand like look, social media and those type of people are always going to be involved in branding. If he's at Man City's training ground or he's in Napoli or whatever, like, yeah, fine. But it's the fucking Ballon d'Or. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's meant to be like the, the creme de la creme. It's a black tie, like, event. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got him doing kooky random stuff. I mean, I agree. I find some of his shit really funny as well. But it's just time and place, isn't it? See what it was wearing. Right. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, Shocking. Mate, it's so funny. Not as, not as bad as Jude's trousers. Jude's trousers might be the worst trousers I've ever seen. Mate. He's absolutely. Jude's a great looking lad. Jude's a great looking lad. Suit jacket's lovely, but those trousers are fucking hanging, mate. He could have gone an F and F, and he. I don't want a four. He'd look good, man. <laughs> he is fucking. We'll get on to him, but yeah, no, right. I think he looks Shall, bollocks. Should we do? Like, it's like you've been doing this for years, mate. That was that was very smooth. So that, another question we got asked is: Do you think Jude Bellingham can continue with Spiral and become one of football's greats? Yes, is the answer. I didn't do that deliberately, but um. Oh, mate, Jude. No, Dono, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, yeah, of course I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jude. Let's move. Jude, mate, Jude is unbelievable. Continuous yeah. spiral. I, I, he's, he's only going to get better, isn't he? I can't see how... Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see a better... Oh, this is a big statement. I don't think we're going to see a better English player. The way he moves, Ever. Oh, nah, ever. I don't. I think he's that good. <laughs> wow, wow. You know what? There's been players, and we'll, and I'll we'll, I'll speak about them later as well. Um, but there's been players that have come through that are like it. You, I probably still see he's a maverick. Like the way he plays. Yeah, he's really entertaining to watch, and he's quite like arrogant with it as well. 
there's been players like that in the past that have come through that everyone goes, oh yeah, they're the next Gascoigne. And you think, yeah, they are. And they've not done it. He, I've, He's like, I don't even see him compared to Gascoigne because he's like already, you can see he's going to be one of the best. So yeah, yeah. I think I, I think next year, the balloon door, it'll be his. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's, yeah, I agree. I think he's, I think he, uh, we've said it loads of times in like an our group chat stuff. He is literally Zidane. He's literally a reincarnation of Zidane. But he's, yeah, he's but he's true. like, as much as, uh, he's so productive as well. But like the mad thing is, is he does, the, I like, he doesn't have a weakness. Like he literally doesn't, there's nothing, there's nothing he cannot do. He would play, he could play anywhere on the pitch and be, and be very, very, very good yeah. at it. And he's, we, I went to, I went to England, Italy at Wembley. And I could not believe how quick he was. He's fucking yeah. rapid. Like, if you if like if you were to put a mark sheet, I saw someone else say if you put a mark sheet against him against all of his abilities, he would score nine or ten mm-hmm. at everything. He's he's unbelievable. And I think we'll I I agree, I think he's gonna win a ballon d'or. I think he's I think he's gonna be I think he could be England's greatest ever player. I think he could be England's greatest ever midfielder. I said to I said to when me and Lewis did a pod a little while ago, I said, I think he's going to be better than Gerard. And he was like, oh, I don't know, mate. And this was about 18 months ago. And I was like, mate, there's something about him. He is just something else. And I think that's not even a question now. Not not sorry, that's mate, no, that's dramatic. It's not not a question. But I think he will be better than Gerard. Like I think he will be England's greatest midfielder. Yeah, easily. Easily I, I think sorry, easily better than Gerard. Um I think, yeah, De- definitely. Oh, mate, I, I can't say anything else about him. He's yeah, I think he's going to be unreal. Definitely, yeah, he's, definitely he's, the best English midfielder in my. I reckon he's the best player in the world at the moment as well. At this, at, at this season, the world, this season, the, this season over the course of the the current season, he's the best player in the world. I think, I think he is. Him and him and oh, him yeah. and Kane. Are, him, I think him and Kane. Are, uh, we're yeah, we're blessed. We're blessed at their well, miles away as well. It, I think. Though. For England, he's he's looks like a more important player than than Kane. Yeah, I agree. Like if we I'd lost, rather, if we, oh, this is this is out, out, this might be a bit outlandish, but I think if we went into the say we went into the Euros and we lost Kane, I think that would oh mate, this is pure Gary Neville, Harry Maguire. If we lost Kane, we could. Oh, no, I'm not gonna say it. no, no, yeah, I'm gonna say it. If we lost Kane, we could replace him. But if we lost Jude, I think that would be I think that would be bigger than losing Kane. Yeah. I would agree. I don't know who we're replacing him with, but yeah, I agree. I don't think we win the Euros without Kane, but I, I agree. I think we'd we we we'd be out in the group stages without Jude. We'd liquidate as a country. Might as well become Scottish if we don't Mate, have I've Jude. gone full Lewis there with that shout. Yeah, you have. You have. That was I'm who's it his, his shout for who's gonna be top scorer at the World Cup? Rodrigo, zero goals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Um, <laughs> right. Let's... I'm going to... I'm not going to follow the exact order of questions because I just don't want to. Um, the next one was, in a make-believe league... So this comes from Lewis's mate, Jamie. Shout out to you, Jamie. Uh, in a make-believe league, how would... how would Sorry, in a make-believe league, how would very successful Scottish league teams fare in the current Premier League table? So we'll... We'll start with we'll just Rangers and Celtic are the obvious ones, right? How do you think they get on? Based on this season. Yeah. Or just how would they fare? 
Like, as in, I think, why don't we ask the question as just as this season to start with, and then let's say they were Premier League sides, like they had Premier League revenue. Celtic and Rangers, absolutely massive clubs, aren't they? Like, yeah. if they, so, say, I think they would, I think Rangers in particular would struggle to stay up. Yeah, Celtic right. probably, I think they'd be mid table um, yeah. based on how they're currently performing. But, if they did manage to stay in the prem, the cl- the clubs are so big, the revenue would just be nuts. I think I think they'd be challenging top top seven every year, both of them. Yeah, I don't see how I don't see how a club the size of Celtic and club size of Celtic and Rangers wouldn't outperform the likes of like Brighton, for example, or Villa, Villa Spurs, Man United. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I, I agree. But do you think? As a like a, as a counter question to that, do you think that if Rangers and Celtics are like I said, they're huge clubs, and I don't I mean this in no way being disrespectful to them because they're massive clubs. But do you think if Rangers and Celtics were in the Premier League, they would just be another one of those biggish clubs, or do you think because they are so standalone in Scotland that they're not? In the same sense of like, would Bayern Munich be as big a club? Would Bayern Munich be as big a club if they were in the Premier League? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't know about Rangers and Celtic, but I think <sighs> Rangers and Celtic are massive and they occupy the same city. I don't see how that would make a difference in the, in the Prem. I think because if anything, I think they'd m- maybe become bigger because mm. I think obviously because they they are based in Scotland. I think you'd find maybe more kids end up supporting Rangers and Celtic as opposed to following an English team as well as a Scottish yeah. team. Yeah. Every, it feels like every, yeah, if I don't know, every Scottish person you I've spoken to other than about like two all support one of Rangers or Celtic. Like no one really support, like although one guy I know supported um, Ross County or St. Johnston, one of those two. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. What about like, what about those ones underneath? What do you think about Hearts and Hibs? If they had like Premier League oh, revenue, mate. where do you think they'd be? They'd be gone. Um, See you later. Yeah, they'd be like, I think they'd be like one of the like the 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 AA teams. I can can see yeah. them. I couldn't see them being anything more than that. Um, yeah. We played Hibs in the Conference League, mate. They were so bad. Yeah. Five 0 in the first leg away. Like they didn't let. Yeah, that's on. a shambles. And then I went, went to watch the second leg, and it was just it was it was like playing Championship, maybe even maybe even League One. League One. Fucking mate, hell. They were pony. dog shit. Um, Aberdeen as well I think we'll put in that category of the same sort of thing obviously Aberdeen are a bit I, Aberdeen are a bigger club than the other two they've won they've got European success so um, so in answer to your question currently we think Rangers will get relegated Celtic will come mid-table because so they got I think the difference as well is Celtic got a quality manager I rate Rogers a lot I think, that, I yeah. think he's he's definitely Premier League he's definitely at least Premier League quality Celtic's manager I don't know uh, Rangers manager I don't know um but if they had money, we think they'd be like competing and committing in and around like sort of top seven or eight. Yeah, even if Rangers went down, like they'd, like, they'd probably breeze the championship the following season. They'd be definitely yeah. be in and around. But yo yo ish. Cool. Right. This this one is this one. I, I've I've been actually thinking about this for quite a lot. We got asked this on Saturday from Kernsey. Shout out Kernsey. Um, the biggest unfilled potential in our era of the Prem. Other than Raval Morrison, who's the easiest one to say? I'm proper struggling with this. Properly struggling. Really? 
Mate, yeah. I was I Who thought I thought of two straight away. Um I think the obvious one yeah. is Deli Alley. Yeah, um, yeah. I think potential he could have been he could have been chewed. He was he was <laughs> sick. Like he um so exciting to watch. That first season in the Prem, yeah. mate. I remember watching him thinking, fucking hell, like he's not gonna be at Tottenham for long. Um yeah. but yeah, just obviously all the stuff's come out about him recently. Um, yeah, which you can understand why why he's why he's gone the way he's gone. Um, yeah, but yeah, unfulfilled potential. He even says it in his interview recently, doesn't he? That yeah. he hasn't fulfilled his potential as a footballer, but he's hoping to get back to it. I'd love to see nothing more than Deli Ali playing in the Premier League again. So yeah, he's yeah, he's same. the first one I thought of. Um, second one I thought of Ross Barkley. Yeah, I was, he was on my he was on my like sort of oh, my ideas as people as well. Rob he was Barkley, so good when, wasn't he, he? when he first came through. I remember I think it was me and Wilco were like screaming for him to be starting for England. At, um, yeah, that first tournament he went to, twenty sixteen, really I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he came off the bench maybe a couple of times. Didn't really happen. Yeah, but when he was on when he was when he was on fire, mate, he was yeah he was so good to watch. But yeah, yeah, went to Chelsea, didn't really work for him, did it? Nah. And now he's, I mean, now he's, he's still playing in the Premier League and he's still playing for Luton in the Premier League. So he's obviously not flopped as such, but it is unfulfilled, isn't it? He's still quite, I mean, I, th- I think he's like only like 29. Yeah, he's, and he's not, been, yeah, he's not old, old. The last like four years in the Prem, he's just been, yeah, pony. Yeah. So yeah, he went to Nice, didn't he? Should, he went he to should... Nice and then they bombed him straight off as well because he was shit. That's that's red flag straight away, and going to France and yeah. just absolutely bombing it. So, yeah, yeah. I think his potential Joe was Cole. unfilled. Yeah, Joe Cole. Uh, yeah, Joe Cole went to Lille and bombed, didn't he? English what player going to France. Joey Barton as well, but Joey Barton was, I think, was actually quite good in France. Um, I think the one the one that first came to my head, I feel like, isn't fair. Jack Wilshere was the first person who came to my head, and I just don't think that's fair. No, I, no, I agree. Because he's I, got 30, he, he's got thirty he's got thirty plus England caps. He won a couple of FA Cups. He played for Arsenal, played for West Ham, and, and was I think I don't think he was unfulfilled potential. I think he was just had yeah biscuit knees, didn't he? I don't think that's unfulfilled yeah, potential. Injuries. I think his potential his ceiling was high though, wasn't it? He was a yeah, proper his ceiling good player. Was, yeah, it was, but he was, but he also. I think he was a proper good player for slightly longer than the other two were. Deli Alli had two good years. Ross Barkley, mm. I, Ross Barkley had spells. I think Wilsh is probably a little bit more consistent than that. Maybe that's me being overly kind. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, unfortunate of his injuries. What about Jay Spearin? <laughs> Jay Spearin, hmm. best looking player I've ever played in the Prem. The oldest looking eighteen year old I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Toughest that paper round. Shocking. <laughs> Um, I mean, I can't comment on anyone having a shot. How, did he, get a, how did he ever make an appearance for Liverpool? Mate, the little pit bull. Do you remember his performance against Real Madrid? He was unbelievable. <sighs> Mate, I've just, <laughs> was... I've just had a thought. Do you remember who was the right back that they had? Um, oh, oh uh, John, Flanagan. John Flanagan. John Flanagan. Oh, my <laughs> the, God. The, the, the Were right you there cafe, that time? The cafe. 
Mate, I remember he played, I think it was in the Champions League, he came off the bench and he he went through someone, absolutely smashed them and then put in like a barnstorming performance for the rest of the game. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this guy's unreal, man. He's going to be, he, I remember thinking like he's going to be the next Micon. He's unreal, man. He's bombing up and down. He's smashing into people. I was thinking, yeah, this guy's going to be sick. Where's John Flanagan now? He went to I Rangers, think he's retired. He? I think he's retired. I think he left. Mate. I think he went somewhere shit after Rangers. I think he's retired. He's got Mate, to be like 27. Again, Mate, that is another tough paper round, isn't it? Chump Flanagan <laughs> and Jay Spearin are probably the oldest young people in the world. He 30. is. Yeah, who's he at? He was at Bolton Wonders in 2018. Oh no, he's he was at HB Koga, who play in oh, New Zealand. No, they're eastern part of Zealand, south of Copenhagen. So he's in the Danish league. I don't even think he's a top Danish league. Mate, he's got an England cap as well. Somebody's updated his Wikipedia. They got him down playing at Rangers still. Yeah. If anyone has the time, update John Flanagan's Wikipedia. Um, I'm going to say the other one that I didn't say after those two, after the paper round shouts were, was I don't think this is unfilled. I think this might be, this is probably nostalgia and a, a little bit of, again, this was hope in a bad time, but I thought Adnan Yanazai would be something special. I really did. When he came in, I thought, fuck me, this guy looks very, very, very good. But was, Technically good. Mate, he was he would he would just walk past people. He would he would literally just get the ball and walk past people. And I was like, he was so confident and like eighteen. He was up. I think he might even want. I don't think he won player of the season, but he was in and around it. And that was when we had we still had Van Persie. Yeah, it's Moyes. It's when we had, we still had Van Persie and Rooney up front. And I, I went. I remember I went. I think I went with you to watch us play Villa. Um, yeah. And we won 3-0 and he was the best one. Yeah, he was the best player on the pitch. I think he scored. I think he might have even scored twice. Huh? He was the best player on the pitch. Oh, no, he this might have been the... No, this wasn't even... No, sorry, nah. this wasn't with you. This was with Andy. We beat you 3-0. That wasn't... The game we're thinking about is the one all when Falcao... That was the season afterwards. We beat you 3-0 and he was unbelievable. He was absolutely quality and I thought, fuck me, this guy is going to be like, go right to the top. He got the number 11 shirt, didn't he? And then just fucked it. But I feel like I feel like the, the number 11 shirt's cursed to Man United. I mean, it's gone to fucking Greenwoods, which obviously mm. that didn't end particularly well. Uh, Martial was dog shit. Martial had two or three seasons where he was even worse than he is now when he wore the number 11 shirt and Yanazai had it before. And then obviously it was Giggs. So Yanazai would be the one I thought he was going to be like top. I remember saying to someone he's going to be better than Raheem Sterling when Raheem Sterling was coming through. Um, That's and, a terrible yeah, shout. Fucking sh- that's an awful shout, isn't it? I've had some, I've had some really bad ones with us up there. Um, right, the next one is: Would you rather watch football in Miami or in Saudi? As in, yeah, as in, you can Nando's go to in Saudi. <laughs> Do they have Nando's in Miami? I don't know. I'll Google Probably that. Not. Why? Well, uh, aside from you... Nando's, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, there's a Nando's in the Mall of Arabia, the Nando's in the Mall of Duran, Nando's Turkey Square. Does Saudi Arabia have Nando's? Yeah, Nando's, it does. Miami. Right, Nan- Miami. Mm, yeah, yeah, there's one in Miami okay. as well. All right, well. The top 10 <laughs> best Nando's in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you can go and watch, you can go and watch like five Saudi games or you can go watch into Miami play five times. What would you rather do? Just so I got it right, you can't drink in Saudi Arabia, can you? Yeah. Just probably you not can. the grounds. Yeah you, can, yeah, you can drink in Saudi Arabia, but in like places where it's allowed. Like it's not, 
it's pretty I think in in areas where there's a high level of like westernized people coming across then it's expected and allowed but I don't think it's allowed everywhere okay but I don't know this well, isn't the fucking NXL podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay um I'd much rather go and see Messi than go and see any other player that's currently playing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Do you agree? Agreed. 100% agree. Next question? Yeah. Yeah, that was a piece of piss. Thanks for the question, but that was a really easy one. So next time, can you make them hard? Right. At what point... I thought this. I, I thought this one earlier, so I'm asking my question to you. At what point did Chelsea cash in on Reese James? And do count Chelsea cashing on Reese James. He's, Immediately. He's, he's so fucking good, but so fucking injured. What would you, if you were, if you were Tar ta Bowley, what would you do? Um, who's going to buy him, realistically? Real Madrid. Real Madrid would buy him 100%. How much? They offer you 60. Would you sell him? Uh, yes. You would sell him, wouldn't you? He's he's what? Well, 20, know, so I'm asking you. 23, 24 now, I think he is. Um, 60 million. You can go and get a right back that's probably going to play 30 games. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was he's 23. Him. I don't. Mate, he just doesn't play enough. He's, he, he does look good, but yeah. I, want, he, I don't think he's ever going to have a spell where he is fit for an entire season. So he's so just to go for his numbers, in his first season he played twenty-four, then thirty-two, and twenty-six, then sixteen, then three this season before being injured. Okay, so, so he's completely wrong with the first two seasons. First two seasons he played twenty-four, so he's missed what? A third of the season. He's missed six games in the second season. Again, this doesn't pop subs. Missed a third of the season in 21-22. He missed over half of the season last year. And he's missed over half of the season this year. I think... I, I, I'd imagine most Chelsea fans would probably say they keep it for 60 million. But... Yeah. It's harder than that. Fullbacks are a premium as well, isn't they? Who, who, how many good fullbacks are there, really, that are going to come in day. and be like, not his level... Yeah, he's unbelievable. Oh, he's I, I think he's I no, I'm saying I think he's unreal, but what I'm saying is how many good fullbacks can come in and replace him. Well, considering he's not playing for most of the time, they need a half decent left yeah. back to replace him for a third of the season. Um Yeah, and Ben Ch- Chill was the same as well, and he's always injured. Oh, 60 million. I think I would take it. Okay. I'd, I yeah. I think that's a I think that's a tough one. I think he's club captain and stuff now as well. That makes it really hard. I think it makes it really really hard that he's club captain. Wait, what was the question? Was the question do we sell Reese James for sixty million? If would you sell Reese James for sixty million? Yeah, is the question. Yes. Okay. Cash in. Um, right. Um. <laughs> all right. Who's your favourite wag? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, what? I had a I brief thought about this earlier. Um, Horny boy. The first one that popped to my head was um, who's Wayne Bridges' wife? The one from the Saturdays. Oh, Frankie from the Saturdays. <laughs> Her last name is actually from the Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne from the Saturdays. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, she's unreal, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, is Lukaku still going out with um, Megan Thee Stallion? Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> now um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say count? no. I'm gonna... Does that count as a wag? I don't know. Do they have to be married? I think is wa- I don't think wags a culturally acceptable piece of terminology now. Surely it's going to offend someone, isn't it? I completely forgot what wag stands for. My wife and girlfriend. I thought it's the for. I don't know. Wait now. Wait now. I'm going to Google this before we get before we get cancelled. So if, if it's like whipping ass girl or something like that, whip <laughs> wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Um, who All right, so is so Frankie from the Saturdays. Bay. <laughs> Sarah Menz. Who? Never heard of her. Put her in the bin. Get Meg back. Uh, okay. Bring back right. bring back the stallion. Yeah, so if the stallion's um, still on still on the cards, I'd I'd go in with her. Um All right. Okay. I, you happy I, with that? I reckon. Yeah, I think mine would probably be Victoria Beckham after watching the Beckham. That's so basic, but after watching the Beckham documentary, I thought she'd come across really, really well. Back wow. in the day as well. Well, well, you were. Not, she's not the stallion. When, or if she, if you invited her over for dinner, what would you cook her? That same theory that you were, you were a single man, and Victoria mm. Beckham said, "I want to come over to to the Peanuts house." What would you make her? Fried Bowl peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> Saturday chicken. Um, I don't want to offend her. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on the fence with this one. I'd make her a nice warm meal, um, toasted peanuts with peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd like. That. I think that'd be mm. really nice. Yeah, what would you make her? Fucking summon to strengthen her up. Rustlers. Meat. <laughs> meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, rustlers. See, rustlers I wasn't going to give an answer because like you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to upset anyone. But you've gone straight for it, so. Yeah, fuck that. Who's going to be upset? If if you're upset by that, then you need bigger problems. I would get her. I would get her rustlers, and you know those like baked potatoes that come in a can with the water. I put them Fray bentos. and then bake them. Yeah, like a fray bentos, and maybe a fray bentos pie on the side as well. We can split it. Mm. And What's then the drink? to drink, uh, Tizer probably, and maybe mm. a panda pop. Or Actually, Tizer, Tizer bolt. Uh, two eight packs of Wicked's or WKDs or VKs, and she could pick the flavor that she had each time because I'm a gentleman. Nice guy, man. What VK would you go for? Um, the green one. What flavors? Yeah, fair enough. Green, green flavor. Mm, I don't think they have, do. They actually have flavors. I'm not googling that, but um, I also think as well that um. I don't think there actually is alcohol in them. I reckon it's a lie. I reckon it's made up. Put a poll out. Find out. Yeah, all right. Is there alcohol in VK? How many VKs do you think you could do in a sitting? Mate, Lewis has been gone for one podcast. We're putting polls out about VKs. Yeah, sorry, Lewis. Yeah, but he, he'll answer the poll. And he will be back as well. He's not like, like I said, he's he's just training for a marathon. So. He'll definitely be back after this podcast. Fuck it, you <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll have a we'll have a conversation afterwards. Um, right, so uh, what's the what's the best kit in the prem this year? It's the next one. Um, should we do home and then away? Because uh, away kits or uh, no? Too, yeah, go on. Then. Yeah, home and away. Home and away. Do you know what home I actually really quite like? I, I, the more I see it recently, the West Ham kit. Yeah, with the little bubbles on it. Yeah, it's a beauty. 
I, I thought the bubbles like were shit at first as well. I don't know about you. I thought they were shit, but actually quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then Away. I hated it at first, but I quite like the main eyed one. Yeah, fucking beauty in it. I, I, it is, I was the same. It is quite nice. I thought, what is this? Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think if I take away, you know, it would probably be mine, but taking away bi- bias, um, probably that Brian kit. I really, the, the green and black one. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Looks I like, like um, green kits. Looks like Shigo from Kim Possible. Do you remember her? Yes. Do you remember she? Yeah, yeah. You were getting little chub ons about her, weren't you, when you were watching her when you were younger? <laughs> the colonel I was, was like, oh. Was the colonel. The colonel was at attention. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the private was at attention as well for Shigo. Um, and then home kit. I'm trying to think. Home kit. Burnley's? That's so boring, man. Burnley's is Mate. boring, but I'm like, I rate it. The All of the big kits this year are shit. I like the collar. That's proper. That's that. proper Brexit. Means Brexit, isn't it? Yeah, I like. I like. I, I like it. I think it's quite nice. I saw the Everton away kit the other day. I was like, that's all right. The orangey looking one, not the old orangey one. There was another one. I don't know. Anyway, I think this year is quite a shit year for kits. Do you remember yeah, that? Agreed. I think a few years ago, that Brighton, that black Brighton away shirt was one of the is you actually can't go wrong with a black shirt. I don't think there's a bad black shirt out there. Yeah, but you, you do go. You do risk looking like a referee if you've got a black kit. Nah, the nah the Brighton one with the Amex on it, so clean, so nice. Try to think what else. Um, how I think sponsors make a massive difference as well. Tell if you've got a shit it. sponsor, the whole thing looks shit. Who's yeah. your sponsor? Your sponsor's dog shit, innit? The Villa kit would be up there if they had no sponsor. Would it? I don't think it's that nice. Proper yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're, nah, your badge, nah, your badge is your badge is good, and it wasn't so fucking wet. It'd be up yeah. there. Wettest shirt of the year, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If we, it, so, I'm going to rephrase that question: Who has the wettest shirt of the year? Uh, mm. Villa, yeah, Villa, yeah, agreed. Okay, if you were right, next one, next question. We have got a couple more, and, and then we're going to be done. I don't know why, Jesus Christ, I don't know why I said, I said there's like a work meeting. Yep, yeah. couple more and then we will arduous. be done. <laughs> um, right, the next one is, um, what's, no, that doesn't make sense. Right, if goal line, so if, so the question is, goal line technology has been disruptive in modern football, which I kind of get. Like as in that when Villa stayed up because of that goal that was a goal that wasn't given as a goal. If you could remove one more piece, it wasn't a goal. If you could remove one more piece of technology or remove one more like rule from football, what would it be? Is goal line technology a problem other than that one goal that everyone's still crying about? No, I don't think no, I don't think so. I think the tu- no. I think it's the touchline thing's probably maybe more where the thought process is coming from. But so like the Newcastle goal <laughs> go back to it, the Which Newcastle is definitely goal a goal weekend. By the way. If we had the technology that said yes, wait, unless I missed that, there's no technology that says it's definitely still in play, is there? It's no, going to be the goal. But I'm line. saying if you could remove, sorry, I'm saying if you could remove a piece of technology or a rule, what rule or piece of technology would you remove? The handball rule. Let handballs yeah. into football, especially what deliberate do you mean? ones. As in like, yeah, as in like make a blanket rule that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. One of our friends said it. I can't remember who it was, but like, the the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Sometimes, like, 
if a ball, like, you know, when a ball gets headed down and, and they've got their arm out, it's not going anywhere or the ball's going away yeah. from goal and there's a penalty. It's like, it's not a goal scoring opportunity. Like, I know that up the arm might move towards it, but like most of the time it's like completely accidental, but then yeah. it's deemed a handball in the, in the, in the, in the, in the eyes of the law. So in the eyes of the law. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think the handball rule is just shit. Yeah. I agree. I think it's the most inconsistently applied rule ever. I think it's, it's what, what is it? What is a handball one week? Isn't a handball the week afterwards? So like, so like the, again, I'm not crying. I'm not crying like, Oh man, you know, we've been so hard done by, but the Romero handball against Man United wasn't given when his arm is up in the air. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I thought it was handball. It isn't fine. Laws of the game. It's not. But then two weeks later, he plays Arsenal. He does the exact same thing. And it's a penalty. Like, and it's not a case of yeah. going, oh, feel sorry for me, for my team. It's just everyone likes, consi- people like consistency. If you if you can get make something consistent, then people are going to abide by it. But the rules are just fucked. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't like the handball rule. I don't, it's hard though, isn't it? I don't know how you make it. I don't know how you make it any better. I reckon you just got to be really lenient with handballs. And unless it's like, you can yeah. see like his gesture towards it or, is stopped a clear goal scoring opportunity with his hand, then I yeah. think, I think this yeah, they should be a bit more relaxed with it. But yeah, I think agrees. I think of agrees. a lot of it. It's like don't want to be tinfoil hat, but I feel like a lot of the time they're trying to create more goals to make the game more entertaining. And yeah, hundred percent. I think that's that plays into into the handball rule and a lot of the decisions that we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, one last question, and one last question, and we'll wrap this up. Who do you think? I don't. I think it's way too early to say who's been the biggest flop of the season so far already. But who do you think will, at the end of the year, will look back and go, "That was a terrible piece of business"? More than anyone else, I think there's going to be loads of them. But more than anyone else, uh, Mason Mount. So, oh, okay. Mason Gosh. Mount for sixty million pounds. I think. I don't think there's any suitors queuing up for Mason Mount at the end of the season if he doesn't play for Chelsea. Man United have paid £60 million just to make sure they got ahead of the queue and to get him a season early. I think that's just mental. Okay. You disagree? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I, I, Mason Mount would be second, but yeah, I do disagree. I think Havertz. <laughs> I think I think I know that. I know that but I think, I think Havertz is so mental because... Yeah. I think Havertz is even more mental because they got rid of Xhaka, who was fucking quality for them for last year, to replace him with a bloke who's going into a position where they that he doesn't know how to play. And th- I just don't think he's that good. Havertz, Havertz to me is like, Havertz to me is the exact same headache and problem that a poor Pogba is. Obviously, you've got a, quite, a bit of a, quite a bit of talent. Football just doesn't suit him anymore. Where does he play? He's not a striker. No one plays someone just in behind the striker other than Real Madrid, but they got three midfielders behind him and two up front. Arsenal aren't going to do that. He's not good enough to be a midfielder. I mean, he should have got sent on the weekend. He can't tackle. I mean, what what is he? What is, is he, what is Havertz? He's not... Is he actually a, is he actually a top player? I, I haven't seen it Havertz, at all. Nice at Chelsea shit. or Arsenal. Like, the money that's been banded about for him is crazy. Um, I, th- I think he's crap. He's still quite young. So he's got yeah. that on his side, but I I just can't see him just like waking up one day and just being absolutely unreal. Yeah. I, I feel so, like I yeah. can see Mason Mount fitting into a system slightly more. Granted, I don't think Mason Mount, so I think I don't rate Mason Mount particularly, but 
I, I think Havertz is way worse and he costs more. Yeah, I, I, I think Havertz creates problems. Yeah, I think they're pretty similar in terms of like the value you're getting for your money. I don't yeah. think... Uh, yeah, maybe Mason Mount might might be a bit more value for money, but it's still like it's such a massive flop. I think. Yeah, and and also Jano season before, but Anthony, wow! I actually Mate. I cannot believe that is an eighty nine million pound footballer. And I I I really I, I was really excited by him when I watched the first game when he scored, and then he scored that goal against City, and I thought, fuck me, he's the opposite of what I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be really raw, loads of talent, no. Final yeah. product, but then he scored against scored against Arsenal, scored against City in his first three games, and I thought, oh hello, there could be something here. But uh, what has happened to him, man? He is, yeah, he's he's just he's something else. I don't think he suits the Premier League. Nah, I hope he turns it around. I hope all these. Well, I don't know how it turns around. I hope Mounts and Anthony turn it around. But right now, I mean, <laughs> shambles. I'm gonna say right. one more. Go on, Caicedo Ka- for a hundred million. <laughs> 120 million, mate. Not 100 million. Mate. 120 million pounds. I'm sorry. I'm not having that. That is fuck. No. That's mental. Offers. Yeah. I, I, the the very small sample size I've seen of him at Brighton and Chelsea. Going forward, what does he offer? Absolutely nothing. Zip. Does he offer anything? No, and then nothing. The games we've played, the games I've seen him mainly been Villa games. So against Chelsea and against against um, Brighton, it's just. Obsolete, mate. I didn't even notice him. Yeah, dog shit. I, if you can get a player like I know, obviously he went on a free, but Basuma for less. Yeah, who also I don't rate. But oh, nah, digging myself. Don't rate Basuma. Nah, don't rate him. I think Basuma's. I rate Basuma. I think Basuma's a player. Nah, I take um, Basuma over Kaiseido for a game. If you like to, Kaiseido's got more. He's younger and stuff, but if you ask me if, if I could have one person for one game, I'd take Basuma over Casado every day of the week. Maybe, yeah, but like 100 million, I think it's just compared yeah, to dog shit, like a day and it. 120 million, mate. Don't forget the 20s. Most expensive Premier League player of all time. Is he actually? He, is yeah, he, he is. 120 it, million. For, didn't they pay more? For Enzo was 105. Fernandes? No, Enzo Again, was 105. Don't, uh, don't get me started on that one. Fernandez, I. I don't think Fernandez is a hundred five million pound player, but I do think Fernandez is a good footballer. I can I can see someone in Fernandez. I can see fuck all in Caicedo. Yeah, jury's out aggressive. On him. Sorry. Yeah. Right. What a pleasure. How are you feeling after that? You can finally release those farts you've been doing now, you nervy bollocks. I'm all right actually. I just realised how quite negative I've been towards a few players. I'm quite worried about the backlash that's going to come from that from all three of the yeah, listeners. Yeah, so. forty-five of the listeners, I reckon. Do you know we've been listening to thirty-eight countries now? So just get ready, just get ready for your um for your mailbox to be full of like I don't know requests for like nights out. Like you can be like Big John, like Big John doing like the bash nights out. You can be <laughs> Big Dono. <laughs> uh, I just don't rate. I just don't rate the singer. Is you you be the warm up for him? Everyone there like boom, like yeah. <laughs> I think the Burnley kit is quite boring. Umbro color. <laughs> <laughs> Big John's there like, who wants a fucking burger? Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Right. We're, well, that's us. That's us. It's been seven months, seven months, eight months. It's been a long time. But, mate, how good was the mailbag part two? We'll be back. We'll be back talking about footballers again next week. Not No more mailbag stuff because the mailbag is now closed until further. <laughs> until further. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do a further notice. Right, oh, mate. Get it's, Lewis uh, back. Right. Fucking hell. No, 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 no. Nah, fuck. Nah, not, not fuck Lewis. Love Lewis. But yeah, let's get him back. Right. Bye from me. And bye from me. We love you so much. God bless. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.